Hello, my beautiful people. It's Heidi here from the world according to Heidi. And I am so excited to welcome you to the Let's Whine About It podcast. We will laugh, probably cry, and of course there will be whining. No, not the kind that makes you want to cringe, but the kind that makes those hard days just a little bit easier. Okay, my friends, I am so excited for you guys to get to hear from my guest today. I had the chance to meet Antonia through a networking group, and we got a chance to chat a couple weeks ago. I was very intrigued and interested in her unique perspective on reigniting and just deepening relationships. So welcome, Antonia. Well, thank you. Really happy to be here and, you know, loving getting to know you with your insights and pizzazz. So we're going to have some fun. <laughs> I think so too. So we are recording this in the morning, guys. So we're sadly not really drinking wine. <laughs> but I know, Antonia, you mentioned that you are a tea lover. So are you drinking tea this morning? Yes, I have had couple of different types of tea already today. <laughs> That's fabulous. So what is your favorite? Well, I like to start off the morning with Yorkshire Gold. It's a British blend of tea. It's one of those kind of standard blends that Brits, you know, use for their everyday cup of tea. And so I have that pretty much every morning if I'm at home. And I've had some okay green tea since as well so kind of a very different different um approach yeah i love green tea i was thinking about what you were saying about the wine and thinking about what would i bring and i realized that i've had this bottle of wine i've been i've been saving my husband and i like to go to a it's really kind of just, it's a, a really nice resort by the mountains. Where I was telling you, we went, I went for um, an outing and just to relax and to go for walks and hikes and things and, and just spend time together. And this is near, this is in Virginia wine country. So I've okay. had this bottle of wine that we've got there. So it's kind of like made me think about, you know, how the things that bring us together you know like the things that bring you and me together things that bring us together and how we come together again with our spouse so I was thinking about that and how you know you use wine wine and and a beverage as a way to to create create a bond and a an interest yeah I like, yeah, I love that uh, parallel. That's awesome. That's, and my husband and I, that really has become a thing for us. We have enjoyed finding, you know, the wine that pairs well with what we're going to have for dinner on the weekend. So that's been a fun thing for us in the last couple of years since the kids all decided to grow up and move out and do their own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nice. It, it, It kind of is a nice way to coordinate the evening with the food and the wine and make it a bit special too. I love that. Yeah, definitely. It's um, 
just like you and I talked about last or I guess it's been a couple of weeks since we chatted and just the different ways because marriages you know and relationships can get very stale after a long time and ours definitely has gone through those so let's jump into your subject today so tell us a little bit more about you and what you have to offer and kind of how you got started in all of this so I sort of recreated my life in midlife <laughs> it it's what you, talk, you were just mentioning feeling like everything was a bit stale a bit stuck in a rut and I yeah I was just feeling like I was doing everything for everybody you know sort of partly responsible for taking care of my mom I was taking care of everything on the home front you know and, and work just seemed like I was just repeating the same thing and it got this point where I had this moment <laughs> I was standing in front of the stove and there were there was a steam coming out of all these pots because I was cooking three different dinners and so it's like steam started coming out of my ears <laughs> like stomping about and muttering under my breath because I kind of do that <laughs> everybody I'm looking after everybody but who's taking care of me and it it just felt really bad and it felt and I, I got up the next morning and I could I could sort of feel and taste that in still in me so the stale taste and the sort of stale atmosphere around the house from that and it was a beautiful day so I went up onto the roof and I breathed in the fresh air I started to do my yoga practice and I just felt as I moved my body as I opened my body it just it gave me the space to let things settle it opened up my heart more and the space and heart opening enabled me kind of to step back and to realize that I was I was kind of focusing on the wrong things I needed to make things easier I was because I was not nurturing my relationships and my relationships weren't nurturing me and when I was trying to do all the things it was it was too much so the very simple thing I did was I got my meals on wheels and that kind of freed me up to enjoy my cooking again it came back to me I was seeing properly again I wasn't blinking anymore so my husband loved that I love to cook that he showed sort of respect for that by being ready when the food was in its prime he was there like fork and knife in hand like I'm ready for this <laughs> meal you know and things like that and when you're stuck yeah. in that funk that all goes out the window doesn't it absolutely absolutely we kind of get the victim complex and we put ourselves there right <laughs> and it's something that in a sense I think science tells us that we retain negative much more mm -hmm. than retain the positive so oh I believe that yeah it is something that happens. I'm pretty sure we will recognize and be like, oh, yes, all these bad things. But then when, you can, when you're in a better frame of mind or you can step back, you, you, you see the bigger, the bigger picture. You're not just sort of tunneled mm -hmm. on the things that are annoying you. And that's 
that's what what yoga will help you do. And I think in particular, Kundalini yoga, which is this different type of yoga, because I strongly believe the, that, you know, it comes from you and that you have the power to step forward and say, I am going to change up this marriage. I think part of the problem is often people don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's it. They feel caught in, it's right. always going to be like this. But we have the power. We really do. And through Kundalini Yoga, you kind of get back into yourself. And when you step back into who you are and what you want for your marriage, for yourself, you know, for your relationship, you just change and magnetize the energy in your home you magnetize your husband to you because let's face it if you don't if you're just sort of like as we often are just on autopilot and running to this demand that demand that the other you don't even know what you want in your needs i mean we've all kind of been there doing that and if you Definitely. don't know your own needs and what you are looking for then it's going to be a little hard for your husband to help you fulfill those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think, I think anybody can, that's in a marriage, especially once you get kids. And like you said, they're running from back and forth and you almost expect them to read your mind and know what you want. And I love how you just said, we don't even know exactly what we want. So how could that even be possible? You know, I think that's what ends up happening. This is all the shoulds in society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what ends up happening is, is, you know, as a child, we're taught all the things that we should be doing. And it's not to do emotions. You know, mm -hmm. you, you should stop crying. You, know, you, you shouldn't be angry or upset. You know, and you, you should pay attention and, you know, and we end up just getting really disconnected from who we are. We don't really see that as something that's almost important because we're taught to, to, to put ourselves last. So yeah. that journey back to who am I really rather than you know this person who's wanting me to do this or wanting me to do that it's kind of like a candle in the wind situation <laughs> in a way I'd like to put it you have all these these demands and these pressures and these shoulds coming on to you that are like these winds just make your candle flicker and this beautiful candle of who you are is just practically being blown out by them and what yoga wow. does is it helps you become that sort of steady knowing candle that that, sh that shines your your true joyous glorious nature mm -hmm. brightly and shines the path ahead too i think Wow. 
That's awesome. I really, I, I haven't done a lot of yoga. I've been trying to meditate in the last few months and really trying to at least kind of center that way. So I'm really interested in, you know, combining these two things. I feel like that's kind of where you're going with this, right? You're see, it's interesting because what we think of yoga in the West of that Mm -hmm. movement, you know, getting on your mat and moving your body and maybe a downward facing dog. That's one part of traditional yoga. Meditation Mm -hmm. is another part. Okay. And in Kundalini yoga, what you're doing is you're bringing together, actually often chanting even, movement, breath work, pranayama, breathing techniques, and mantras in a certain conjunction to move you literally and more figuratively more in a certain way maybe it's to help you feel more like you're open-hearted maybe it's to help you find your voice more maybe and these are created these particular types of practices to move your how you see things and your energy and your clarity and all these things which is why i think it is so effective for our relationships because we're so often in our heads it's what we're taught to do yes in the west you know and and it you know and it all comes from trying rationally to think things through and when you bring in people and relationships you are bringing in other things like you know emotions the way different people perceive things definitely and when you get back into your body it changes the way you see things. That is what this yoga is doing. And then you are able to create that atmosphere, create that clarity of vision that, that just changes the way your husband will feel too, how you can both then become equal partners in creating the midlife chapter, whatever chapter it is Mm -hmm. in your marriage. And that is why I think it is so profound and powerful to focus on you and you stepping up to take back your clarity and your power and reach out your hand and say, come with me. We are finding our be- the beautiful passion and intimacy that we had and we are translating it into today from when we were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. People changed. Huh? Oh, absolutely. So I guess my question is, is this something, you know, when you're talking about the yoga, is this a practice you do together 
Is this something you do on your own to open your heart to your partner? How, how do you go about that? So you see, what I find very interesting is it, it is at its, at its heart, at its basis, a practice for you to do, for you to show up in mm. your true, true, incredible way. Yeah. And when you do that, it becomes very interesting. You find that you're often that your partner you know, sees this difference and wants a bit of it themselves too. Okay. Not always, but quite often. I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. So you offer you offer programs. Do you have a specific ritual that you do that you teach? How how do people find you and what do you offer to them? Well, I have a a Facebook group where you, know, you can get a, a sense of the sort of things that I do, you know, and how I do it and what things I sort of focus on. And I have a, a, a three-month mentorship where, you know, we, we figure out, you know, what you want and where you want to take your intimacy oh, wow. then we create the the particular type of techniques mm -hmm. you know whether it's more physical on the mat more meditation more pranayama we piece that together to help you in particular in the techniques that you can always use and sometimes we tweak them you know as you're as you're becoming more just more familiar and get into the the groove of this and okay. that's sort of a three a three month uh sort of mentor mentor one-to-one -one mentorship that's my main my main program that's amazing do you have do they find you through Facebook, then through your group? Do you have a website? Where do they go to find more information about your program? Well, I would say the best place to find me is to find me on Facebook. Okay. My, my group is Fall Back in Love with Your Marriage. I love that. And I will put all this also, you guys, in the show notes, and it will be on, on my website as well. Thank I'll have a link you. There, so. Yes, right now, I've just run and I have up the replay. Of, and I, you know, if it's something you, if it's something that has come down, you're interested in seeing, I'm more than happy to, to send it to you. But I've just done this five day challenge and it's, it's fairly short. Each I saw day. that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I just saw it yes last night. So I missed the challenge, but it looked very interesting. It's, it's called Ignite Your Marriage. And you see, in one of the things that you can have in yoga, because yoga is all this philosophy and way of living your life too. It's one of the reasons I was drawn to it. And it says you have five bodies. 
And so each day is for one body and how that and exploring each of these bodies in a way that is relevant to how you could shape your marriage or your relationship. So you have your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body, and that's kind of like what you're talking about with the shoulds, you know, these things Mm -hmm. that are the noise on top of you. Right. Your wisdom body, which is that sort of stuff that's innate within you that we're, we're bringing to the fore again. And then your bliss body of how you bring it all together. And in this case, we're sort of looking to bring it together to create that connection and reconnection with your spouse. So I kind of love some of this framing that, that yoga does, Kundalini yoga does. Yeah, how it thinks about things. Wow, I I love all of it. And I'm really excited to di- dig in a little deeper <laughs> to all this. I've been interested in it since we chatted a few weeks ago and then my life got super crazy from then on out. <laughs> but it's definitely yes. something I'm going to check into more. You said you've been doing a bit of meditation. How, how are you I doing have. that? What was that? How, how's that going? How are you enjoying it? I love it. I just have to take the time to do it. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. I tend to get up and just start going about my day. But on the days that I really make myself slow down and take that time, I notice such a difference in my day and just the way I approach things. And it's definitely something I need to incorporate much more than I than I have. It's funny, isn't it? How How you begin your day has an impact on how you can continue it doesn't Mm -hmm. it oh definitely yes if I get up and I'm crazy and I'm running behind then I feel that all day I have that stress all day but if I can give myself a minute even even before I started meditating if I would get up and just enjoy my coffee and have you know some time to myself before I started running, I had a better day, but the meditation just adds that mm-hmm. extra, that extra layer of focus, I think. You know, and I think that's it. You know, you were talking about, oh, even if it's as simple as, mm, oh, my coffee, oh, that first sip of coffee, oh, the aroma, oh, the beauty of having five, 10 minutes here just to enjoy my coffee. Yes. That, that is meditation in its own way. You're using your senses. You're taking your time to let that become a part of you. It's, um, it was funny. I mean, these things our brains tell us as well, you know, of how we're supposed to be going and, you know, and how we're supposed, not supposed to waste time and things. Mm-hmm. I was having this little conversation in my brain and we're similar um, for quite a few months now. Most every day, I've been walking over to the American Indian Museum because there's this beautiful landscaping outside there. Mm-hmm. And it's about a mile away. And so it's a nice, it's a, it's a little odd. The whole thing takes me maybe three quarters of an hour. And, okay. um, yeah, but I'm outside first thing. I go there. There's the um, American, Native American Veterans Memorial, which is very peaceful. Spend a couple minutes there. And I was having this little conversation argument with myself <laughs> because 
I mean, it's, it takes a while. And I have really no time to get on my mat or, you know, sit and meditate or do my pranayama breathing or anything when I get back. And I'm like, am I being really a yogi here? It, you know, and, and it's, and these are the kind of, of confusing things that we often end up telling ourselves, you know, I'm not being yogic enough. I'm not getting on my mat, you know. <laughs> I'm like, but this is, there's a word, a Sanskrit word called your sadhana, your daily practice. Okay. And, you know, you can switch it up every day. You could do one, the same one for 40 days, you know, but having that, that time, and it's really in a way to set yourself up so you're showing up the way you want to and you don't, get that frazzled nature and yes. going and i'm like this is a good sadhana you know walking the american indian and back I'm... <laughs> stop it antonio just stop it <laughs> yeah. no i get that <laughs> i get that we we do that we get hard on ourselves but i love exactly what you said i mean it might not be on a mat it might not be yoga per se but you are taking that time just like you said with the coffee or you're seeing your senses and you're you're slowing down and enjoying a minute right or an hour or however long it takes you for your for your walk and your your time and you know meditate you can meditate mm -hmm. in many different ways and yeah that's why I loved your saying that about your coffee, because in a sense, that's a sadhana. It's about setting yourself yeah. up well. It's about creating that good energy for the day, for you, for what's going on around you, so that if you, you're giving good energy to other people as well as to yourself, so that if you end up in a frustrating or difficult situation you're much better equipped to do it to deal with it and to change the ending and in a lot of ways that's you know that's what I'm talking about and it's not always easy to achieve and that is why I love I love these techniques that yoga and in particular kundalini yoga teach, teaches us and gives us these skills um, for me, the breathing is often my go-to if I'm in a bit of a, especially if I'm in a bit of a state, because yeah, your breath is one of the only things that is both unconscious, you know, keeps us alive, but we can control <laughs> at the same time. And yeah. now we have all this wonderful imaging, yeah. you can see that conscious breathing, you know, when you're controlling your breath, lights up a different part of the brain it lights up the more evolved part of our brain the part wow. of our brain that helps us not be in fight or flight or freeze mode be on edge but to relax and be a bit more comfortable your breath can be a bridge between your mind and your body and there are different breathing techniques to do different things mm -hmm. like i like alternate nostril breathing it's called if i'm feeling 
out of equilibrium, I need kind of to rebalance because um, you know, I'm just feeling a bit knocked off my center. This it's supposed to center to to um, to bring together your left and right side of your brain, so it's very centering. Okay. And I tell I tell you, I had a fair amount of menopause rage. It was not pretty. <laughs> I hear that. I'm getting there, <laughs> and it's not pretty. And I came to I, I experiment a little with different things, and I came mm -hmm. to find that for me. Another type of breathing called sitali breathing, which is a calling breath. If I caught it, you know, if I realized I was kind of getting a little worked up before I really did, <laughs> if I if I caught it and I didn't go full on <laughs> raging beef, <laughs> I just, and it just takes a few minutes. Both of your toe muscles and sitali. It brought me. It just it kind of brought me back from the edge. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's these techniques that this is why I'm like this yoga will give us techniques because one of the difficulties I think with these close relationships with our husband is we, we're, we're kind of getting a knee jerk react, re reaction and rut sometimes uh -huh. with you know with things that happen in our marriage. Oh, you're not doing, oh, he's doing that thing again. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. I, and I think those knee-jerk reactions, our spouses and maybe our children are the ones that get that the most. I feel like in any other aspect in our life at work or wherever else we are, we tend to rein ourselves in a little bit, but at home, <laughs> it's a lot easier to just go off the cuff and have that knee-jerk reaction. So I think what you're saying is knowing what little, not little, but what breathing techniques and what works for you what is very mm -hmm. enlightened, I guess, for lack of a better term, to help bring you peace, but also bring peace into your home. So I love that. My um, teacher guru Singh says, what you breathe in, you believe in. Mm. And I think that's profound in many ways because, you know, it is, I think it is profound in the sense that, you know, in the more obvious sense that what you expose yourself to, the people, the reading, the television, what you're breathing in will shape you. But in mm -hmm. the other way around too, that what you breathe out will affect those around you. Kind of like when I was stomping about <laughs> planning, you know, I wasn't creating a good atmosphere in the home. I wasn't happy. And right. I, I was bringing the tone of the home down, you know, right. because I was unhappy. And this is it. It's, you know, we, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about with emotion. You know, anger, unhappiness, these are normal emotions, but we're kind of taught to swallow them as kids with that, you oh, know, yeah. fly. Um, so we don't know what to do with them. We, we we're not, often as kids, we're not given good techniques. I think that's changing slowly, but we're not often given good techniques how to channel them, to understand what they're about, you know, to be able to move them. So, you know, often, you know, what we end up doing is sort of swallowing them, masking them, you know, maybe dulling them, maybe, you know, we're 
you know, we're eating too much. We're going out and getting some, some buying that nice dress because it helps us feel better. But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it tends often to be a masking more because we shouldn't have to be unhappy. But we, we're, we're taught to swallow it. And then we don't know how to shift it either. And that's sort of what I'm talking about. That it doesn't have to be that way. You have the power to take things into your own hands, to understand and move your emotions and move the intimacy and the passion in your mouth. You take back the reins, not let them gallop mm-hmm. away with you, but, but sort of to guide, to guide them what's going on in you and get that back. Right. And I think trying to think how to say this just I like that not I feel like we do and I we bury our emotions so much and I think kind of what you're saying is by by doing this we're allowing ourselves to feel the emotions but how also how to deal with them rather than just let them come and go (laughs) rather than burying them and burying them until they explode and I think that's what happens a lot you see the problem is we is that the emotions aren't, you know, when you, when you don't find the, uh, the, a good way to, to understand your emotions, um, your emotions in a way are information. They're telling you something about, you know, you're being unhappy and being angry. And if you don't say, uh, if you're taught to say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And just to push it to one side, and to bury, to swallow it, it's still there. You haven't done anything with it to get rid of it. Right, right. It's in, and we feel these things physically. And I agree with it, that. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and what ends up happening is it often shows up in another way, and often physically. Like we talk about how how stress too much stress has a physical impact mm-hmm. you know living in feelings of of unhappiness is in the end is going to to affect you and not just emotionally but it's going to take Mm -hmm. its toll one way or another and I think we really all know that it's just we don't know what to do with it because we don't we're not taught what to do with with unhappiness or with anger and so we end up just living that way just just feeling frustrated and unhappy because we we're unhappy with the way things are in our marriage if you've grown apart yeah you you've been too busy with your life and it's not you're not unhappy because you hate this person because it's a bad person but (laughs) but because you you feel it should be different but you, mm-hmm. why, you know, why am I not reconnected? Why are we like roommates? 
you know, just mm -hmm. talking about can you pick up the milk or, you know, or, or, you know, does John, you know, is it today that John has his appointment at the dentist and all these things, right? And nothing at a deeper level, and and you miss that person, and you're unhappy, and you but you don't know how to get that person back because maybe some of the things that you've tried like the self-help books or you know maybe you've decided to take the plunge and do a bit of couple counseling you know something like that it often ends up feeling difficult and maybe you understand it you know on an intellectual level but then you get back home and life's the same and <laughs> you know well how do i do all this right and the whole point of the, of using the yoga, why I think it's so effective is that it has these, these techniques that are all about implementation. You know, like right there in your day, implementing things. Like I'm talking about with the menopause rage. I mean, <laughs> you know. Right. I know. <laughs> we laugh, but it's not funny. It's real and it's hard. I, yeah, it's hard to control and it's, it's kind of scary to be out of control when you're like, why am I so angry? And I like that. I like having some kind of a technique and being self-aware enough to know that it's time to take a minute, <laughs> do your breathing, do what you got to do, and then deal with the situation. Because it doesn't mean that you know, whatever made you mad wasn't something that needs to be fixed. It's just that maybe we overreacted or, or whatever. And it's better to go at the situation more level-headed, I guess. <laughs> this is what is so powerful. What I mean by, by implementation is, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for this part of the ancient wisdom of yoga that, that, um, I think a lot of people, of, you can interpret, not every bit of it, I think interpret it, and certainly my teacher Guru Singh interpret that everything starts in the body. You know, you're like your body is your home and your body will guide you in a lot of ways. Like these difficult emotions, like the anger, um, happiness, you feel these things in your body, but we're very disconnected from our bodies. We yeah. don't, you know, we're not in tune with them. And again, we think our minds should control our bodies. You know, like, well, I'll just push through. You know, okay, right. well, I, I, you know, maybe I'm hungry, but I still got to do, I can't, I can't stop working. I got to finish this up. And, you know, and then suddenly it's three hours later. And your body is like, hello, I'm hangry. <laughs> right. And your brain's not working right, so you aren't getting as much done. <laughs> and this is and this is it. So by working with with these um, kind of techniques that help you to do the things that you were talking about, not getting out of control, being able to regulate yourself and your emotion not in a way obviously something we talk about suppressing but not a suppressing way but so that they're not need jerks so that you're not just reacting 
off mm-hmm. the cuff, but you're responding mm-hmm. more. Like you understand them and you've got a little distance and a little, you're a bit of a, more of a neutral observer. So you're like, oh yeah, you know, okay. I, I realized that uh, with the cooking that I was talking about earlier, uh-huh. that what I'm doing here is I don't need to make three different meals for these different, uh-huh. you know, um, dietary needs for mom, for my husband, for me. I can simplify that. Yeah. There was some pride in the fact that I like cooking, some pride that I can make these beautiful meals. But that's right. come at a cost. And if I and uh, taking away from what is really important to me, which is my close relationships and, you know, obviously particularly with mm-hmm. my husband. And I came to realize that I didn't have to cook for mom. And it actually was a much, ended up being a much better situation to get mom meals on wheels and to simplify okay. things. So it was that stepping back that yoga gave uh-huh. me, that ability to see the bigger picture as a more neutral observer and I'll be caught up in the I, I got to get this done I got to get this done I got to do this I got to do that 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 made the difference and that's slowing down like you were talking about early with meditation and and just taking a breathing because often that taking that time to let things digest and I yeah. kind of like to use the word digest because it it talks about like a, like you know when your food digests, it's a chemical change, you know, mm-hmm. and all that jazz <laughs> and nutrition. And so, but but there's a, a there's a kind of digestion that happens when you let things settle, you know. There's yeah. things that your point of view changes. Different things come up, and that's why at the end of your physical practice you'll have a shavasana you'll have a time of relaxation specifically for that digestion process it's built into your physical practice and in kundalini yoga you will often end a movement you're doing and in kundalini you often do the same movement or hold the movement for one two minutes you'll inhale you'll retain your breath a bit you'll retain retain Train a bit longer, you'll exhale, and then you'll spend a little while, 10 seconds maybe, but enough so that you notice experiencing the experience, as it were. Just letting things resettle, rejigging your body and your mind to have that digestion process. And that's often where the aha moment will come about, if not then, later. It's quite remarkable. I love that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Can you tell me how much, how much time do you spend a day on that? Like what's, what's a typical routine look like as far as time goes? So it's, it's, it's interesting. And one of the things I love about, about how you can shape your daily status <laughs> is you can spend as little or as long as you have, or you feel you need, you can do it in okay. the way you feel you maybe need that day. That would be, that's kind of like, I am really in tune so I can try and know what I need that that day. Um, 
So it depends, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay. I teach, I teach uh, quite early one on Tuesday. So that day my sadhana is, is short. It's like seven, 10 minutes. Okay. Sometimes I do a 40 day, what's called a 40 day Korea. A Korea is like a Kundalini on its practice. <laughs> and it has a certain structure to it. Okay. What goes into that structure, you know, the, the things that go into the structure, different types of breathing, but they'll be breathing. And the, and again, they can be long, five, 10, 50 minutes, an hour. And the point of a 40 day Korea is that when you do the same thing for 40 days, it's building that certain type of energy. And again, like we were talking about earlier, oh. the energy can be heart opening, it can be clarity, it's leading you towards developing a certain type of energy. Okay. And it's incredible. I mean, Kundalini can bring up strong emotion, you know, and you can really feel things because it's like using your native body wisdom, that's innate in you, to get what you need, as it were. So some days you show up for your career and you feel really, like, oh, I love this. Other days you're right. like, this is the worst. I hate it. I can't bear it. Other days it's like, oh, God, this is boring. Goodness, this is boring. Why is it over? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you any time. Nobody's telling you to keep going. You know, it's not like <laughs> someone's making you. But if you do and you want to, you should start your 40-day career again if you really if you want to do a 40-day career mm-hmm. because that energy you've been building up to you know of greater open-heartedness of greater clarity clarity it's building each day okay and if you stop the energy building will stop and it and 40 days in kundalini is kind of a sort of like a magic number so trying to reach 40 days gives you a certain level of 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 um, change, uh, what is expected to happen? So oh, wow. it is. It is interesting to see those changes. And just you know, just not doing a few steps. Sometimes I think, oh, I quite like this. Maybe I'll do a forty-day career. And after three days, I'm like, now nah, this isn't the right one. <laughs> okay, you can. No, I like that though. Again, it kind of goes back to being self-aware and knowing where you are and what you need right that is that is the key exactly listen to yourself mm-hmm. finding that that strong true light of yourself mm-hmm. as you say that's that's exactly what it's about mm-hmm. amazing well thank you so much is there anything else that you wanted to touch on that you didn't get a chance to not particularly, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just I think welcome everybody into into my group. You know, I'd love. Yeah, you know, I'm all about like through, like interesting conversations from different people. You know, I I love you know that sort of welcoming welcoming atmosphere. The store. So, 
that I would love to see anybody who's interested in exploring more come and join my group. I love it. So I will, like, again, I will put that in my show notes as well as on my website. And again, tell us okay. what the, what your Facebook group is. Love yeah. your marriage. Or... Yeah, it's uh, fall back in love with your marriage. Fall back in love with your marriage. I love that. And I will link that out as well as her Instagram. And Antonia, one more question. Do you have a book or a podcast or a TV show or anything that can be business or personal or just for fun related that you have been loving lately? Wow. <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, it's funny. I am, I am absolutely, for the longest time I've been loving murder mysteries more on the cozier side than the they're going to block the world thriller side uh-huh <laughs> i actually read murder mysteries when i'm tucked up in bed at night my husband comes in and i've my, my kindle's falling on my face <laughs> and he takes it away and puzzles the light. it's very cute i love and it so um and just thinking about right now too i'm a terrible binge watcher i find it very hard not to binge things i'm enjoying i know me too <laughs> i'm the oh same way oh my goodness i mean here i am you know the yoga's supposed to be giving me this <laughs> and i'm like next episode of the crown that's been my latest the crown <laughs> okay i that's actually on my list i'm gonna have to check that one out I love uh, it. Yeah, I, I more or less not quite binge watch the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I'll have to wait to start it until I have a little more time because <laughs> I like to binge as well. If you like the well, other seasons, you'll probably binge this one as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed talking to you. I am very intrigued and can't wait to dig into this a little bit more and. Again, everybody go follow her on Facebook and check out the show notes if you have any questions. And I'm also going to, there will be a post um, on Instagram. So if anybody has any questions, they can put them there afterwards or send them directly to Antonia. So thank you very much. Yes, I'll be checking if I answer any questions. Thank you. You thank bet. You, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been fantastic. Really enjoyed our zinging, zizzling, interesting <laughs> conversation. Oh, I did too, so much. I appreciate you more than you know. <laughs>